So, um, it's been how long? More than a year now that we've uh, mm. been trying to actually sit down and do this. And talking about something that you know more than me about. Um, <laughs> where to begin? So, let's... let's, let's um, not to give away the community or whatever you were part of, just kind of give a background on your involvement. And then perhaps, um, you know, b- because you got to see both sides or you are, you are getting to see both sides, uh, kind of your position of uh, why we are so um, interested in actually having this conversation. Um, so I think... Should I rather start at the beginning? Start at the beginning, wherever the beginning where is. Where it all started. So, okay. So, back in the days, in the area where I grew up, there was a big, what they call a revival in the churches. So, lots of the churches basically just started growing. There's lots of new people coming in, and that's what they call a revival. And everybody feels like they're connecting with God. So, What was the reason for the revival? No, just... Usually what the people believe is that when there's a revival in a community, more people uh, are coming to Christ or becoming Christians. But why? Because they realize they're sinners and they Mm. need to be saved. So they get saved. So it's all these, there's lots of um, crusades that's happening usually, but in any case. So there was a big revival going on in the area where I grew up and uh, there was a church that started that was not part of the predominant uh, Dutch Reformed Church. And the church basically was just new and fresh and they had a band and everything was fun. And lots of the school children were advised not to go there from the other churches. But in the end, we went, okay, so that's one evening we, I went to a cell group there and this guy felt led to read the scripture at the end of the message, and the scripture was Genesis, I think it's 18, yeah, 18 and 19, where um, God speaks to Abram about the people going to Sodom and Gomorrah, and you know what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. No, I've got no idea. So, so (laughs) according to the Bible, the story is that in Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, I think it was Abraham or somebody wanted to stay there. I can't I have all the details, remember all the details, I should. But they wanted to stay there, but Sodom and Gomorrah were so evil that the, there were angels that actually were wanting to stay over in Sodom and Gomorrah. And then some of the local men wanted to have sexual intercourse with the angels. And then Lot, that's what Lot did, that's right. So Lot then said, no, please have my two daughters or three daughters. Have sex with them, but leave these holy men. And oh, these angels actually came there to tell Lot, listen, we're going to burn this fucking place down because the shit's not going our way. So, and then because of that, uh, connotation to it, they felt that the Sodom and Gomorrah is about homosexuality and people just fucking whoever they want. So they <clears throat> burned the place down. That's where Lot and his wife had to run away, but they weren't allowed to look back. And then Lot's wife turned around and she turned mm. into a salt pillar. So, okay, I think so she's still standing somewhere there. So, yeah, that was actually something that I read uh, that I they wrote down for later on, but I actually went because apparently. She's standing just uh, next to the Dead Sea. Um, wow. On the road to the Dead Sea, there's uh, this salt rock pillar that if you look back towards it, you can actually 
imagine how it must have felt this woman looking back at you okay so back to the the cell group so this guy reads the scripture and he f- says this if, if there's anybody so now they're speaking about this guy and everything i'm i'm in grade nine i'm 14 years old i by then was knew that what was going but on. was that the first scripture that they were kind of introducing everyone to no that was that by the end of the cell group ah, okay so that was the, they already finished the cell group this guy just felt he had to read the scripture maybe somebody's going to get saved I see. and then i was that guy who got saved that night because i felt i'm going to burn in hell with all these morphies from sodom and gomorrah so um then i decided yeah fuck it i have to change but they, have, back I then okay but wait back then You, no one knew that you were gay. No. So uh, it was, was it di- indirectly directed at you? Or at no. just at the group? No, it was just the random. Okay. So that's that's why it also felt so spiritual because you, I see. you now have this um, connection that God wants to save you from this eternal damnation because you are gay. And I knew it by then, yeah. way before that already. But, but I think... Um, Yeah, there was just an open call. Mm. And that's where things started. Up to that stage, I wanted to study something totally else. And then I realized, no, I felt that I was called to ministry. Yeah. So a lot of people have been asking me about the the reason why I studied theology. Uh, was it to sort of get out of the whole homosexual thing and to sort of find a cure for it? Uh, and that was never initially my my quest to mm. do it I, th- i felt i had a calling to preach and whatever and that's why i then later on went into theology and went to study at a bible school there and in in the western cape and it was yeah it was good and fun and it was uh, at that stage when you are in that zone and you feel like this is what you want to do um it's incredible but then at a stage I realized that I have two conflicting wolves inside of me. This one gray wolf that's gay, and then the white one that wants to be a minister, mm. and they're not gonna, they're gonna fight the whole time. There's no way they're gonna connect on the other side. So then I began a self-discovery journey where I, I was, um, we'll get to the, what happened at a church. But I think from there on, I went on a self-discovery to try and figure out who I am and where do I fit in, if I fit in, in this system, and where do I fit in, how do I work? And I think that was the start of a better um, quest for me or journey for me than when the initial getting saved was. Mm. Oh, that's a very big statement I'm making. <laughs> I'm angering some. But yeah, that's just my opinion now. Um, so, okay. So, um, I mean, everything started at age of 14. And you had you went to this uh, kind of church group. And they started to re- read things that you kind of felt that was indirectly directed. Or indirectly, it was God looking down on you and outing you without anyone knowing that maybe perhaps yeah, this you is should like turn putting you, you should, in a corner. Yeah, exactly. You mm. should uh, change your ways. And that led you to actually go and study. Yeah, I think um, that was the start. And then 
as you get, become part of the church and you realize the different functions that there are in the church, and that's why I went to study. But then I studied charismatic on a, in, a, in a charismatic uh, Bible school and not in your normal um, university theology. It's the same theology that we did, um, but mine was just... Uh, we, we did some outreaches and we had some work that we did while as part of our studies, yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know if I'm jumping here, but is there any way, I mean, uh, if, if uh, my, my, my knowledge with the Bible is obviously zero, so where, where is, is this where it's uh, written down that, um, you know, it's not supposed to, to happen between two males or two females or you know, uh, the same sex when it comes to, um, you know, loving someone of the same um, gender? I th- um, so so basically the first initial uh, conversation that God has with his people about this is in Leviticus. So that's early days. Um, it's just after Exodus, so all the Israelites are in the desert now. I can't remember all the Bible school details, mm. but I, I just remember in, in the Bible verses. But but there was um and then God said to the people the a man shall not lie with another man as a woman um and then uh, it carries on with the different laws that there is and there were specific reasons for those laws because they were in a desert you shouldn't eat pork you don't know if there's fucking lintworms in that pork so that's why there's certain laws that came in as a practical side. I don't know about the homosexual thing that it was a practical thing because they had to reproduce. They had mm. to. The, the, it was this nation that they had to grow bigger. So, being gay wouldn't have fit in in that. Okay, in that but what is system what is the there. difference between then not uh, not being uh, not being that you shouldn't be gay, but then celibacy is a thing that's a gift from God, because then basically. How do, how are you growing your numbers, communities, your your following? Then, if both of those things are kind of um but but th- see in in the context of that time, um, I think it was important for them not to eat shellfish, for instance, and because of diseases, they're in the middle of sand and there's nothing there that will help them. But I but what does the question mean? No, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like um, you know. If if it's stated that um, homosexuality is outlawed f- through the Bible, um, and you mentioned now that it was important back then to grow your community or your following, you know, um, so that you have more people mm. believing in the same structure, then why would something like celibacy be a gift? Okay, so n- not ne- it's, not necessar- it's not necessarily um, a law. No, but that's a, um, but that's also in the New Testament. See, that's different context again. Mm. So, you, if you take the context of the fact that celibacy is a, is a gift, that was never mentioned in the Old Testament. That's New Testament mm. because there were many like celibate people or whatever. So that was like a thing. But that's that's more, and that's why I'm saying different eras. So, so basically, I think according to Scripture, those were laws, and they stayed the law in that setting. But then, when Jesus comes, if you read your Bi- if you read the Bible and you take the whole link from the Old Testament through to the New Testament, it's it's f- what Christians believe is Jesus basically came not to abolish the law but to fulfill it. So mm. he was the 
finished work of what the law prescribed them to be. But he never said, now go and butt fuck and do whatever you want. <laughs> so there, there was just, there were still laws. And I think in the early church, they still, most of the Jews that, and Gentiles, they kept some of the Jewish laws because it was part of the culture at that stage. But I, th- in the New Testament where you find scriptures about homosexuality, there's, there's lots of theories these days that the, the scriptures, the words were changed. The, the original Greek that it was written in, um, and the the translation we have now is not the correct translation, Ugh, and I think all of those things are bullshit. They they just they're just grasping for something to prove that God might just this God that Christians have and all the other religions that don't allow homosexuality. Um, they they're just grasping at at some things, and, and I think the the gay community they want to grasp at things to be part of those things but i don't think it's necessary i think it's create your own group so <laughs> start your own church so, okay so then let's go one step back if you had to define uh, you know what the bible is i'm assuming it's it's god's written word is that is is that kind of um, oh let me let, i actually yeah. write it down uh, i'll i'll give you the full thing that i think it is it's it's Produced by God, the contents at least, and then it's authors that translated that for us to interpret and incorporate it into our lives. Mm. Does that make sense, or is there something else that I'm missing with? Um, yeah. So in, in theology, there's two um, opinions about it. The one is that when they say that the, the the writers of the scriptures were inspired, there's two theories. The one theory is that God actually took their hand and He helped them write down. And the other one is that they were just basically inspired by God and then they wrote down those things. I think there is a lot of discrepancies in Scripture, lots of things um, contradicting one another. There's so many changes that happened in the Bible. Since the Bible was uh, like bound together like by the, the church of Unice or whatever where they decided which books are going to be, which books are we going to include in the Bible. So it was a bunch of men that sat around the table, clearly men, just mm. men, that stage, and they basically chose which books that they lately found circulating are they going to put into this big bundle that we have the, as the Bible. And if, I don't think humankind has changed that much in their mindset so if you get a bunch of men in the room they'll just do whatever they think they should do if there's no there's no oh it's um okay so if if i need to kind of uh kind of repeat what you said it's um i I think then there's two issues the one is translation Mm. because with translation you take the source language and you transfer it into the target language uh Mm. what the message that you want to uh, get across um, and you know f- to use an example um, I know you're not a big fan of it but um, there is um, many international non-fighters that's um, in the UFC the ultimate fighting championship which is mixed martial art and there's one guy Khabib uh, um, um, so he was an ex lightweight champion Russian descent a Muslim so um, from Dagestan and in, in Russia. So now, in um, in pre and post fight interviews, 
there would be a translator, obviously, that would take the questions from the reporters in English and then translate into Russian. Mm. Uh, then Khabib would respond in Russian and the translator would translate back into English. So the interesting thing that I've picked up on, the, on, on these things was when, when he was responding in Russian, he came across very poetic and he had quite a beautiful way of answering questions because uh, I, I guess it's because of um, his faith. I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of how they speak and, and come across uh, that is in a way directly from um, you know their teachings. Mm. So, um, but when translated, the answers were quite to the point, watered down and basic. And this was all done while standing next to each other. So I would assume that that's kind of similar what happened with the Bible, is if yeah. you start to translate over thousands of years, over hundreds of languages, mm. the, um, the po- I don't even know if the word poeticness of, mm. of words, of, um, of the message gets lost in the translation. Gets lost. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, you know, and, and anyway, so then with time, as he became more proficient in English, uh, as this was the primary language spoken in this organization, um, and it's also essential for them to, you know, build a hype during a fight or pre uh, before a fight, um, I felt that, um, you know, like the more the more filters you put in, the more chance for mistranslating mm. the message. Mm. So it's because now, you know, I mean, what you've mentioned now was regarding homosexuality. But is it so clear, at least in today's age, that if anyone, if you had to take, um, if you had to take a bunch of people and uh, read the same uh, scripture, Mm. the same book, that everyone will will come to the same conclusion. No, that that's the the interesting thing. I think it's with all religions that have different sects in them. Um, they, they all have different belief system. So there's not one group of Christians around the world that believes the same way on everything that's written. There's so many things, there's so many different doctrines, different files of belief systems that there's... There's just no way that two people can actually agree on everything that they believe. So that's how vast these things are. And they are so open to interpretation. That's why I've seen so many people try to misinterpret Scripture, and it irritates me, not because I'm a believer in the Bible, but I did my studies, and I did read right through that book, and I made sure that I knew what was going on in every area. So when people still misinterpret things, even to benefit them as being gay, I would oppose that because it's ridiculous. Why do you want to force yourself into a bloody party where you weren't invited? Why do you want to do that? Mm. So people misinterpret or interpret, not misinterpret, but it's just open to so much interpretation. So is that because is there so many sects because each sect around the world in a different city, a different town with different uh, backgrounds, religions, uh, uh, traditions, and cultures, mm. that different sects um, would find benefit out of interpreting it in a different way. Like the the pork issue, for example. I mean, I've yeah. I, I, in today's age, I don't know any Christian that has an issue with pork. 
uh, or it's never an issue. Get, you do you get, do get I'm sure. But uh, in South Africa, for example, you know, and part of our culture, no, it's not um, an issue. Bacon is is that you never get uh, you know uh, at a at a braai or breakfast. You never have a Christian saying, "Sorry, I'm Christian. Can I, I can't have bacon." bacon. <laughs> For example, so yeah. it seems like then in that sense it was it was removed uh, or interpreted in another way that it's okay to have uh, bake a pork, for example. Yeah, that's where the New Testament came in. So when the New Testament came in, and there's an issue in, in Acts, one of the books in the Bible, the fifth or fourth book in the Bible, fourth, fifth, sixth book of the Bible. So there was an issue where one of the Gentiles, that's the non-believers, grew up like in Rome and then you have your Jews, the Gentiles and the Jews. So then the one of the Gentiles didn't want to sit with the Jews because there was some issue with them or the Jews wanted, didn't want to sit with the Gentiles. And then Peter came and he rebuked them and it was more issue because they wanted to sort out what was going on there and everybody is on the same level now. But clearly there was still, like there were people like that, it was like, 60 years old, they never ate pork in their life. They're not gonna, now going to start eating pork just for the shits of it. Mm. Um, but I think there's lots of tradition and lots of interpretation that has caused different sects all over the world. And even, oh, there's not one church denomination that does have the same belief system. They have five basic things that they believe in, but then the rest is all interpreted and up to interpretation for the people, yeah. So that makes it just, that waters it down for me. So that, that that's why I feel, you asked me earlier about the Bible, what I think is the written word of God. And I don't know, I think it's books that with some history, there's no other proof of any of that history but that one book. So you have no other sources com comparing or sharing stories about what's happening. It's just this one book containing yeah, but, yeah, different no, books. Well, You've got three books saying the same thing, essentially, mm. isn't it? Because you've got uh, the, all the Abrahamic uh, religions, but yeah, it's yeah. those three, the three biggest ones. The Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims have the same five books in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But then That's also, the but then, but then, why does uh, religions uh, like Rast uh, Rastafarians, for example, why do they get, then ex get excluded, or they are included in? Um, in this conversation, if, when it comes to all of these uh, laws of don't and don't do's, do's and don'ts, they still have lots of. They don't. Most Rastafarians don't eat meat at all. They're vegetarians, no, sure. so they have lots of rules and regulations. But they, I think that's like, say for instance, the biggest Christian group in South Africa is not the Dutch Reform or the AFM Church or the Charismatic. It's a, it's a, like it's like an not a cult, but it's a sect of Christianity that includes African traditions. It's the Zionist church. They have like more than a million people that go to Moria, Moravia, wherever they go, just to go gather. Yeah. So that's the biggest group of Christians in our country, not the Christians in the, like the mainstream Christians that we grew up True. around with. So, But isn't, but isn't Moravian based on Catholic... Um, Ach, all of them are come from Catholic. Catholic was the first church. So Catholic, the initial Catholic means universal. And the initial church that Peter started was the in universal church, where Peter was the pope or the leader yeah. at that stage. And then all the popes after him um, are basically 
then this, not descendants, but they are chosen of them. So that's where the initial church starts, and then you get church splits about most mostly the the different sects in Christianity have to do with a focus on something more than the other church. So the one church will focus a lot on scripture reading, but the other church will start focusing on music in the church. And that then they split away because this church can't allow drums in the church. Just the organ is allowed to play. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible, but most people had that belief system for a long while. So... So that's basically then, you know, that's uh, I, I mentioned translation first and then in- interpretation is the second one. So basically, um, you know, whenever you have got words, sentences, paragraphs or books, it requires a reader to interpret the message mm. or the written content. So, you know, I'm just thinking back at school, we used to do poetry. So, you know, if you gave 10, 10 students the same poem to dissect, you will have a variety of depth of how those 10 will understand or uh, the meaning behind the poem. Yeah, yeah. So if I told those two, uh, 10 people to write me a poem based on what they read, but try and keep the original message, I think much much of that will be lost. Yes, definitely. Um, but so now going back to your community and your church, um, what was the kind of build up to, to where you decided then to kind of... Um, you know, remove yourself um, and kind of try and look from... Because, I mean, how long were you part of that community or that... Uh I actually stayed a bit longer. So I think it was five, six years before I moved to another province where I was again involved in church. But then, um, yeah, it was about five, six years. So I did my studies in four years. And then after that, I stayed on for another two years, basically teaching at the Bible school and doing my own work and painting and whatever. Um, and then was it in the north or was it with this community where you got, uh, what did they call it, excommunicated? Oh, it was here. Yeah, um, I was on my way to get excommunicated. So basically to backtrack a bit, um, after I finished school I went to study and I was part of this group and it was a very small group of people that were trained, this group doesn't exist, the, this Bible school doesn't exist anymore, and the church that I went to, they also merged with another church, so they're not in the picture anymore. <clears throat> but um, the um, during my time there, there were certain things that I realized that I had to explain to leadership, that's the way that it worked, you explain these things to leadership and they help you and they pray with you over these things. So initially I went to them to basically say that I struggled with homosexuality. That was part of my vocabulary for many, many years, that I struggle with it. It's not who I am, mm. I'm struggling with it, and I need so something so to get it. So it was like an illness or sickness? It was some, it's like being, and they always According compare to it to uh, being an alcoholic. Mm. So being gay and being an alcoholic, according to s- those people, were very much the same. It's just, just stop drinking. Stop with the penis. Stop. It's not. It's enough now. <laughs> so, I think the the mindset was that there is healing for that. To pray the way the, the gay away. To to get that out of the way. So during my time there, I was I was sent on counselling and 
different deliverance sessions, which were interesting, because usually in these deliverance sessions, there's some people rolling around, puking, farting, screaming as the demons exit them. But my guy demon just didn't want to make a fucking noise. And it just stayed there, and nothing happened. I, I remember I sat through three deliverance sessions. The one was actually people that we had to drive to Cape Town for. This couple that is like known that they are good with driving out this this guy demon, and um, yeah, so I even went there and just uh, just nothing. There was just nothing that was specifically changed in me, and I realized this is not the way. So that's where my conflict began because then I realized how can I be a minister and always hide this because what they prescribe to you in church is that if you do feel that you have an leaning towards the same sex that that's fine but you're not allowed to act on it and you're not allowed to live in that lifestyle as they call it so you were it was fine to be gay or a lesbian but just don't have a partner just don't make a move on anybody just just be celibate and be there Mm. which was totally weird and unfair for me why why would this be like this? Why Why should I... Is this the only option for me? Now, I might be single for the rest of my life, but I don't want to do it just because in the ministry and then after a while realizing that I don't believe the way that I believe, not because of the gayness, it's because of just stuff that I saw that was just didn't make sense in scriptures. And it was not all the gay scriptures. That was the thing. It's not that... I, I don't believe in those things anymore because of I'm gay and they don't accept me. I just realized that that was one of the things that I realized. This is bullshit. And then just more and more and more stuff came in that I realized that doesn't make sense in scripture. So yeah. so it was the, the, the single thing that brought you towards the scripture <laughs> that at the end of the day was the one thing that was yeah. pushing you away from it. Yeah. And I think the uh, I think I realized that it wasn't accepted in the community. So lots of my friends. So so back to the the excommunication part. There was some just because they they figured out that I was gay. There was something there that was always bothering them. And I must say, most of these people were um, the leaders were your typical male South African men. I don't want to call them chauvinists because I don't think they stand for that. But I think they're just so mind-fucked by the system that they are afraid of a gay person. They don't know how to handle it. And that I've seen many times over afterwards as some of the leaders later on came to ask me, what should they do? They have a problem in the Bible school. I'm like, leave the people. So I'll get to that later. But but I think the, um, the, the group of people that, that basically led us were of the mindset that this thing needs to be go away. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to treat it. Half of them were in the army. So just just get it out of your system. Um, did that answer your question? What did you call it? Mm, so, um, I mean, okay, so they try to kind of, uh, uh, not lecture you, but kind of assist you with these deliverances to to ungay you. Yes. Um, but obviously that, that, you know, that's... Didn't work and doesn't work. No, but it does work for some people for a while. I've seen many of these um, (laughs) talk um, 
talk shows where they actually it's a, it's an ex ex gay person that's now become a pastor or it's like a there was a there was a group I read many of their books but back in the days the Exodus group and they basically help people to get out of the gay lifestyle with different scriptures if you're if you feel lustful you read the scripture if you feel dirty thoughts then you read the scripture to counter it so there was a there was a mindset somehow that it can change it can be and i was so frustrated that it never changed with me i tried everything there was nothing that i realized that so i tried on the spiritual side to get this thing out then they sort of want to not hook you up but they sort of try and see if which type of girl would you like but then you force those things mm. and then ugh, in the end i just realized this guy's not going to fly for me i'm not going to be able to be part of this community and be myself i'm always going to have to hide that and i've been hiding it for fucking 20 25 years back then mm. i'm i'm done hiding i feel like fucking batman without the rewards i yeah. don't have a car or cape and there's no, no there's suit. no robin next to you that <laughs> no so so this that's a horrible life to live to be mm. in the shadows half of the time and something that makes you excited something that makes your heart like boil over and you're not allowed to have that because it's so, wrong so uh in today's i mean that's that's a few years ago in today's society how what's the relationship between the the churches and uh the the gay community today i think i think in the in in most of your charismatic churches it will always be the same because they are a bit more focused on um on the scripture and literally interpreting interpreting everything from the new testament where some of your mainstream like your older bigger churches they would be um forced by some um board over them what they believe what what is the, what does the ch- church stand for so i think in your charismatic church it's still a sinful thing i think the opinion is still that you can be that but live a celibate lifestyle and not sin um it's the same like when an alcoholic stops drinking yeah. and they don't it's they they equivalent the same thing make it the same thing basically so it's which it's not um so i think they still believe the same but the, the, then you get the like we know in south africa the dutch from church that actually makes an effort to either include them or exclude them on a yearly basis and i think i think that's just that's my opinion is that that's just some of the last heaps of straw that they're trying to grab hold on just to make things work because the church is running empty there's no more people so they have to get the gays in there again because then the mother of the gay and the they will all come for some sure. there's there's more people that's then allowed but according to the interpretation of scripture it's still a difficult thing but um, that's yeah but but i mean you know to take it across the the ocean if you look at um conservative republicans in the american um political scene mm. they've got a big they always push back against um homosexuality and obviously a big thing is abortion yeah um I, is it i mean looking back if you compare that to south africa the the conservative south african um 
you know, it's it's basically the same individual. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, somewhere along the line in the future, with each day passing, they will have to come to terms with just because you are in love with another man or another woman, it doesn't really um, dictate your relationship with if there's if you want to believe in a god. You see, that's that's the one thing that I then made the decision for myself to then. I can't fit into the picture of any of the religions that I wanted to believe in. And then I started questioning the existence of God. And for me, that question actually, as scary as it was coming from a theological background, because you don't want to start questioning the main guy, because then you might help with the other guy in the fucking burning flames. Mm. So there was a move in my mind to actually just stop thinking about a God and just live. And I realized nothing changed. Nothing bad happened. You just carry on with life. So there was a shift there for me within the way that I believed in a religion. And I think I think if I still would have been religious, it would definitely be far away from any institution or any mm. group. It On would be a terms. person. Yes, definitely. And I think that's what people these days call spiritual or whatever. So that's this being spiritual. But even that sometimes have a lot of mumbo jumbo that you just take from the old religion that you carry on with. And mm. and I think there's no power necessarily in it except for the power that you give it. So like praying, lots of people that's not Christian, that's not religious, they still pray. But it's only the power that you give it that it's going to... There's not, there's not necessarily something that's going to be different when you pray and somebody else doesn't So what pray. is it? Almost like a placebo, nocebo? Yes. I um, think it's a placebo thing. If there was a time that you realized that God heard your prayer, but he's not going to answer it, and God heard your prayer and he's answering it, like which one would you choose? Mm. The placebo, which sure. you don't know... Did it yeah. happen the way that I thought it would? Ach, but yeah. that's yeah. But that's another thing is if it didn't happen the way that you wanted it, um, I many times see religious people saying, "Well, yeah, that's God's way answer. of, um, <gasps> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, showing me, or you know, that's the way it should be." It's so like, then you are always re- giving a reason, regardless of the outcome. Yeah. So the outcome can be good. And it's good because God made it good. It could be bad because God has a different plan for you. So then, um, yeah, then then you can then it's almost like um, uh, kind of uh, somewhere. If you remove that side, yeah. the, the 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 equation stays the same. Like you can. It's ru- like an accident. There's an accident. Two cars. Two families in the car. Different cars. So the one family is killed on impact, and the other family all survive. And then people will say, God protected you. But what about the other fucking family? Mm. Why mm. didn't protect them? Was Now then there's another answer. Sure. It was their time. Sure. So there's always an answer with these people, mm. which doesn't suffice anyone, really. Yeah. It's not like it makes sense. It's just something that you believe, and you th- just say, mm, okay, let's carry on. Sure. So it's not like it's a... There's no proof of any of those things that the people are claiming, mm. again, of this... God that they have. So, yeah. so then, with that, what was the final kind of uh, straw that broke the camel's back in your in your kind of? Um okay, so so getting back to the church and the excommunication. So at a stage, there was I think I was a bit too rowdy 
being myself and trying to be myself. And then they they said I had an option. Either I get excommunicated and they tell my parents that I'm gay, or I confess. Because in the scripture it says that if you see your brother sin, then you go to him and you tell him, Rudy, you, you sinned. This is wrong. And then you repent. Okay, but if you continue to it, then I take someone else with me as a witness and we tell you, listen, this is what you're doing is sin. And then the third time, you bring them before the church and you excommunicate them. And the fun part is, then the Bible That's in says, front of the whole church, the whole community where yes. you get to the stage and you tell them that you... This is my sin. And then you, you either repent of your sin in front of the community, your, your church sitting there, or you don't repent, and then they hand you over to Satan. <laughs> and then what happens? Uh, so then basically, if you you're excommunicated, so I had another friend, she was excommunicated out of the church because of uh, belief and reason, whatever, and also a sexual thing. Mm. But then she was excommunicated because she didn't want to repent. She was just like, no, fuck no, I yeah. want to do this. Yeah. And then what we were told is like, this is basically a last time. We're going to pray now with this person, hand them over to Satan, and then love them, but we're not allowed to have contact with them anymore. Mm. So then they're basically in a small town, they tell you not to have contact with that person anymore. But I was afraid to go that route. So then, then I said, then I'll do the counseling route. I confessed in front of the whole church. Most of my friends, here at that time, it was insane. So many of my friends came up to me and said it is too difficult for them to deal with this. They're not going to be able to speak to me for mm. now. They were, and 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 one of them actually turned out to be a lesbian. And then <laughs> and then other friends were like furious about what was happening. There were people supporting me, and they were just the leadership that was just going on on the tangent, and they mm. couldn't really think the system through. Really help. So then I was basically sent over to counselling and. The guy that had to counsel me didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. Mm. And nobody counseled me. And then I realized I can just slip away from this church and they will not even know I'm gone. And then instead of Sunday morning church, as I went for Sunday morning bike rides with Snow Patrol in my ears. So I with think. It, with Satan. With Satan. Yeah. I wasn't handed over to him as such, but yeah. yes, now I was like not part. And then I realized it's so much fun actually not to be. In that setting where you sit for three hours and listen to this bloody guy scream. Sure. So, so, so by excommunicating, they are basically, um, regardless of what your trouble is, yes. might it be you know alcoholism or you know being gay, um, they basically make an example of you in front of the community. Yes. Um, and make them aware of whatever it is that you are struggling with. Yeah, there's not really much redemption in that setting, but it's something that they read in scriptures that they feel that they should um, apply in churches. And it is, it's so evil. You know, why in God's name would you take somebody that's broken, that doesn't know what's going on, actually just needs help, why would you want to put them through all of this shit and get them to a place where they need to confess something that they 
They have no space in this world where they can fit in in that setting, and then just leave you. Mm. And I think I think that was an issue for me for a while to to get over with. And it wasn't a process of forgiving the people. I know they're fucked up. They come from a system that is fucked up. So, and it's it's that's the way that they. But, but I'm not gonna wallow in my sorrow for fucking ever and give them more power. I'm gonna yeah, carry but on. that's 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 also not right because that's like saying just because your 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 father's an alcoholic, you'll just become an alcoholic. I mean, some way someone can draw the line and say, because my father's an alcoholic, I will not be an alcoholic. So, you know, it's it seems like um, it's it's so ingrained in um, in these people's lives that uh, it's almost seems like impossible that it'll ever be questioned and uh, and altered to to accommodate. Um, um, you know, people with real issues because mm. being gay is not really an issue. No. Um, but it's been made such a big fucking issue. Sure. So. Um, so then, um, then what happens then? I mean, you then uh, basically just slide, uh, s- uh, silently left a church and um, never returned. And since then, I'm assuming because of your background now uh, with the church, obviously afterwards you spend quite a lot of time trying to figure things out for yourself because obviously the community was unable to uh, to help you with uh, what you were dealing with yeah and i think <clears throat> then i left uh, the western cape and i uh, i went uh, to the free state for a while and then there i initially joined a catholic church not joined but went to a catholic church to, just to see something else just to be a number in I was part of the church set up for seven years it was part of my life I walked out there I couldn't do that anymore because I I had this like huge demon hanging over me now that somewhere along the line it's going to pop out again so it's not something that you can hide forever Mm. and I didn't want to hide it I, I just wanted to be myself but but there was no answer which way should I go so then I went to a church in in the Free State, a Catholic church for a while, just to see what it was like, and it was interesting. And then after that, I joined a big charismatic church there again. Um, I think which was my last leap for something. Maybe there's some fix still left. And mm. I remember I had a friend there that, that actually really tried to help me to start thinking about girls and think about your marriage, about, oh, you know, it's like that, fucked up story about the like the girls if you want a, a good boyfriend or, or no, no, the, if the guys want an ice you buy a wedding dress or something and you pray for God to fill mm. the wedding dress that's I shit so I had to sort of imagine myself with a female I'm just like, it's not natural it doesn't uh. happen it's there's nothing that excites me fuck I'll rather bake a bread yeah. than yeah. do that and um, so when that failed, I, th- I realized, now oh, this is just... And I think uh, at that stage, I started falling into depression because of all of these mm. up and down, not knowing which way. And I had a good friend that just said to me, but just choose which way that you want to go. Mm. And I'm, it's not choosing. I know I'm gay. There's nothing else. I'm not going to sway the other way. Sure. And then I finally left the church because 
at that stage, they started figuring out that I also studied theology and they wanted me to become part of the setup there and everything. And I, the one of the pastors came to see me, to invite me to be part of something, and I said to him, no, I don't want to be involved because then I'm going to have to face the whole system again. Mm. Now, okay, this is me and I'll help with this and this, but you have to know that I'm gay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Now we're going to have to change. You're not allowed to work with this and your men and mm. this. Then it becomes that bullshit again. So then I just decided, fuck all of this. And I didn't go to church. I started cooking and all my friends came to eat a lovely lunch on Sunday afternoons at my house. And that was my church. And then, then I realized after that, lots of other things started. Ah, I started delving into different religions just to see what's yeah. out there not because i'm i enjoy religions i enjoy how religion not enjoy religions that sounds sounds shitty i enjoy what religions do to people's minds mm. and how it affects them good and bad so i'm interested in that and, and i like reading still about that i love seeing how people react to different religions. So I started reading up about different religions, Buddhism, all the basic ones, and then realized I don't want to fall into another system again. So I tried to move away from all of that and just clear my mind with some fresh sea waves and fr fresh air and a good smoke every now and then. Mm. So basically, yeah, you filled that void with nature. With nature. Now mm. I'm a naturist, not a... Na yeah, na is, aren't they nude as well? And, um, I don't know. Well, at as long as you're not a breatharian. Um, what is that? That's those people who believe in... Breatharian. Breatharians. Oh, yeah. They believe in um, that you don't need s food, that you get all your nutrients from the sun. So you just sit in the sun and you absorb... All the nutrients that you need. Um, no, that's not gonna work. Um, so, I think about three months ago, I heard the story on some. I saw the clip about a girl speaking to a, a Muslim guy that is trying to explain from the Quran why homosexuality, like most of the gay Christians are doing, they're trying to take the scriptures and they. Put like saying no when it's just, it's a eunuch in the Bible. No, that guy was gay. No, his balls was just chopped off. That was that's a eunuch. You worked for the king, chop off your balls, and then you can work here. So they're trying to misinterpret these things to prove their way of life. Next week we have somebody proving something else that's that's horrible. So from scripture, like people do actually. So this girl said to this guy, but. Why do you continuously try to change the, the Quran? Why do you not just choose another religion that accepts gay people? Try, try something else. And that's, that's what I realized. If you want to be a believer, if you want to be, according to my understanding of scripture, it doesn't make sense to be gay there. And there's no, there's no, there's like little words that these people take out of scripture and out of context just to prove this thing. And it's, it doesn't work that way. Mm. It was written in a time when it was different and it didn't, it, it wasn't allowed. So, but why do we, and then there's scriptures in the New Testament that tells women to wear a hat to church. My mother never wore a hat to church, 
but it's in the scripture. It says that. Why don't people do it? Why why doesn't the woman have the head coverings? Because there's new movements and the feminists and this and I will not wear that. So in the end, choose a religion then or make your fucking own. Just just get out of it and just live separate from all of these issues. Yeah, half of the issues I think with churches and gay people will be resolved if they just realize they don't have to press themselves in there. And that's something that irritates me sometimes of these new groups. They want the same they want the same privileges and they want the same way to do things. Like even marriage. Marriage was a Christian institution and Muslims do it as well. There's lots of it's a religious institution. Why do gay people want to have exactly the same wedding as the rest of the world? Mm. Why do you want to just conform? You're basically just conforming. Mm. Live your own fucking life. It's not necessary to do those things to be part of them. I don't want you there. Yeah, but I think you you still get to see. I think what we're still seeing is um, is the old ways that would hopefully, um, hopefully it will it will die off mm. with with time because you know especially um, up the Sandfeld if you go to an average small church on a Sunday. Um, you know, there's a, you you get to see a lot of people being um, boxed because of um, race, because of sexuality, or whatever the case might be. So hopefully, these are things that all that all kind of wash away mm. with time, and then hopefully, you know, in in the future, you will have you'll be able to um, you know have a have a church or a um, a community. Uh, in a religious sense that accepts everyone truly the way they are and want to be. Yeah, and just to give everybody the freedom to be themselves and not to restrict them in that sense, um, in any sense. I mean, we're not barbarians, but just have a normal life and just be accepting and loving and don't try to force... You see, that's the thing with, with these main religions. They all have... a aspect where they convert people they want to convert so there's in christianity you have evangelism there's like people that just out there to convert people to christianity and i think it's horrible you go to a hindu country and you try and convert people there it's not part of their lives there it's not part of who they are mm. now they need to convert the whole system sure but and they shunned me that's the thing they shunned from their families and so it's also another like religious setup. Yeah, but then you need to look at that um, hundreds of years ago. I mean, if uh, you know, let's let's take for example Cape Town, uh, sixteen fifty two. Whenever the fuck the Dutch came uh, to shore, they brought Christianity with them. Mm. Um, and then shortly after, another guy came ashore and he brought. Um, um, he 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 started to 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 uh, convert people to Catholic. Um, mm. Catholic Catholicism. That word. Um, you know, and, and, and a lot of them was Khoisan. So then you are forcing something, uh, your own fucking uh, principles or, or ideas onto someone who has no interest in it, but mm. then forced. Also, with I mean, then you can say, okay, languages were forced on people. But I think that's, that's what you get. That's what you're seeing a lot in Europe now is 
countries like, um, you know, if you take the UK, for example, that has a big influx of, um, of uh, Indians, for example. Mm. Um, well, and, and people complaining about it. Well, what happened fucking hundreds of years ago mm. when your queen and king decided that India is now part of the fucking British uh, yeah. mandate or uh, Commonwealth or whatever. So, you know, you brought all your land drovers and all your fucking um, uh, bullshit to, to India and forced them on your religion. So now it, yeah. it's almost as if, uh, you know, um, things are just, people are just trying to equal things out um, regardless of uh, where they are. So, um, yeah. I th- but I think in, in your sense... You know, it's it's um, it was just merely you trying to to be part of a community, and you were not allowed because of your sexuality, mm. which I think. Uh, and it's such a minor thing, but it can change the whole conversation into such a big thing. And then I think for me, I I, I did have fun, and I was I felt part of the community. But then at a stage when I wanted to move on and be more myself, it's not going to be acceptable. So mm. now, do you love? Hiding that because I'm not going to stop seeing. I'm not going to stop it. There's, there's no way stopping it. Yeah. So do you hide it and live in the shadows for your rest of your life? And I think that's what happened to so many. Like you hear of so many pastors that's coming out that that is like things that's going on and stuff that happened and now they they need to resign from the churches and stuff like. I'm like it's it's insane. Why? they get to that spot where they believe that they can all be two people at one place. Mm. Um, and the two people that you had to be was forced by a system that's like broken. It's like outdated, actually. Outdated. More yeah. outdated than yeah. anything else. Yeah, because yeah. 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 I think uh, it's outdated and it, it still benefits the same um, uh, kind of individuals that it did with two thousand years ago, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, you know a lot have changed um, since then. So I think somewhere along the line they'll have to, you know, maybe close the book and start a new one, or you know, start to uh, translate everything over again and include, um, you know, find a fucking way that it, the Bible actually says that it includes everyone, regardless of. Uh, or just be a normal, good human being. That's even better. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks. It's been a while. Uh, it's been in the works for quite a while, so I'm happy we got to kind of uh, just touch the tip of it. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> help. Um, so yeah, uh, again, thanks for listening. If you want to help the podcast, make sure to leave a review either on Spotify or on Apple. Bye.